This is For the Neighborhoods and Nations, a podcast for the Church of the United Brethren in Christ. My name's Brian Biedenbach, and I'm here with Bishop Todd Fetters. Morning, Brian. For this season of the podcast, we're diving into a series of conversations focused on the eight core values that serve to define and unite United Brethren churches around the world. And in today's conversation, we're discussing the value of demonstrating social concern. Let's jump right into it. This is a good one, Brian. I'm looking forward to this one. As one of our eight, this is a this is a good one, and probably goes back. If I could point a highlight out of our 254 year history, mm. one of the one of the ways in which we demonstrated social concern early on was back in the 1820s. Okay, when we took a strong stand against slavery. Okay, and so that would have been about what 40 years before the Civil War broke out mm. that the United Brethren put voice to the dignity of the whole person, yeah. regardless of of race. and uh, So this one goes back quite a ways. This the, is uh, some of our earliest days, even. Of being able to step into society and voice our concern about the dignity of all people. Yeah. One of the things, Todd, that I've appreciated about these conversations, and it'll tie into this one too, is that these core values, and I think you said even on our introductory episode is we discovered these. This is These are who we are. Mm-hmm. We didn't create these. We discovered. And so I just love hearing those stories. You know, we've talked about some history and mm-hmm. some of these other ones that it really is. It's who we've been mm-hmm. almost since our inception as a denomination. Uh, so I really appreciate that. And as we say every every episode... We t- we kind of give the summary statement, yeah. Uh, but there's a lot of explanation of what this means. So the summary statement of this core value is we demonstrate social concern. But one of the the highlights, one of the quotes that I pulled out of that that I that really resonates with me that I think we can unpack is it says we must not only seek the salvation of our fellow human beings, which we talked about a little bit in our last episode, but we show genuine concern for their total well being. That ties us, I mean, that goes all the way back to Jesus' mission and ministry and stuff, too. There's a couple passages I know you were looking at to kind of unpack this. Well, I think of of when Jesus was asked by his disciples how they should pray. Mm. In Luke chapter 11, verses 1 through 4, Jesus gives the Lord's Prayer. That, yeah. You know, it's also in Matthew chapter 6. But one of the the, the petitions in those passages is your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And, and, and I think that's the heart's cry yeah. of the Jesus follower, of the disciple, the one who's learning and living the way of Jesus is they find themselves potentially growing at odds with the way things are here because they're learning more about who Jesus is and they're seeing uh, what he values and what he prioritizes and what, what he what he envisions, that it's like, I want up there, down here, yeah, as soon as possible. And and I think we again we got to go back to that the kingdom of God is already not yet right. It's yeah. it's already in our hearts. He's changing us from the inside out, and so we are seeing glimpses of moments where we are getting uh, up there, more down here. Now, again, these core values are in in large in, in some ways they're aspirational. Right. Yep. It's what we aspire to. Right. And actualizing them, we may fall short and we may sometimes get it. 
Yeah. But I think the, the, the core here is as we look at how we are to pray, we are to pray your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We want to see transformation on earth as it is in heaven. We don't want to wait for it. Right. <laughs> we right. want it now. And, right? and if Jesus is giving us this petition, then I think there's something that he wants to bear out. Yeah, for sure. Well. And, and so this is not something that Jesus taught his disciples to pray, but we even see this, like this was the outflow of his ministry, right? To the the downtrodden, the outcast, the whatever. Um, and it that even comes from, you know, as he stood up in the synagogue that yes. day, uh, we read that in Luke 4, I believe, right? Yep. Uh, as he quotes Isaiah. Yeah, Luke 4, 18 to 19. Um, I'll just read it. Uh, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has appointed me to preach good news to the poor. Mm. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the downtrodden will be freed from their oppressors, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. And and so, arguably, you know, we could see that as the 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 results mm-hmm. of human depravity and sin that has made us captive and these things. Right. But it also shows us that Jesus has a heart for those who are captive, yeah. for those who are poor, for those who are blind, for those who are downtrodden or marginalized in yeah. society. And it's almost that that's the realization that the kingdom is here, mm-hmm. but maybe not fully yet, as you just mentioned, that right. these things are happening. Uh, and those things only happen when we, followers of Jesus, are engaging in those places, right? And showing concern and acting in those places. When when you look at this core value, it's interesting uh, the the verbs that show up in it. Yeah. And when I look at this, again, we go to the, uh, the first statement. Under the summary statement, we demonstrate social concern. We must not only seek the salvation of our fellow human beings, but show genuine concern for their total well-being, right? right. So, so there is this, this, for God so loved the world, right. that is to capture our heart, that he gave his one and only son. Right. Mm-hmm. And and for he did not come to condemn the world, but to save it. There's this 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 interesting relationship that he wants us to have with the world. And and that I one of the ways is to show genuine concern to the total well being of every person that we intersect with. They are created by God, they are loved by God, they are potentially redeemed by God. And by God's grace, that's what we're praying for, as we talked about. With we seek the lost, but when you think about the rest of the world that we've got to we've got to live in, mm-hmm. you know there are going to be blights, there are going to be inconsistencies and incongruencies between the way things are in heaven and the way things are here on earth, right. and so you know we demonstrate social concern, we raise our voice against injustice and prejudice, we stand against discrimination, slavery and injustice insisting that equal rights be granted to everyone. I'm reading from the the whole now. We advocate fairness in the workplace and the courts and other settings and seek the end of any discrimination based upon racial, national, economic or social differences. A lot of verbs there. A lot you of verbs. Advocate, <laughs> stand, demonstrate yeah, those those are there. This isn't a sit back and no. you know, I think about the word concerned and sometimes my mind could go to oh, hmm, I see something on the news and go, hmm, I'm really concerned about that. Someone should do something. Right. You know, this is this takes it a step beyond that and goes, you know, let's get involved. Yeah. There there's action to be taken and it, it's not up to someone else necessarily. It's up to me when, and us. When you read these, yeah. 
and you think about posture, mm. it's it's on the on the balls of your feet, not on your heels. I like that. You're you're poised, you're tilted toward making a difference. Yeah. On earth as it is in heaven. Yeah. I like that too. And I, I think it, it makes me think of the passage in Matthew twenty five as well, right? At the end where Jesus is separating the sheep and the goats. And uh, I know we talked about that a little bit ahead of time and the unrighteous and the righteous and their actions and stuff. Unpack that a little bit for us. Well, there's a lot to unpack there. And, you know, as Jesus is is separating them, he looks at the righteous and he says, when I was hungry, you fed me. When I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. When I was naked, you clothed me. When I was in prison, you visited me. When I was sick, you 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 helped me get well. When I was a stranger, you you invited me in, and almost quizzically, <laughs> as I'm reading the text, and I, I hear, you know, I, I hear a, a, maybe a tone that, well, I just hear a tone of, when did we do that? Yeah, like when were you hungry, and and. <laughs> And maybe they're looking at each other, did you feed him? Yeah. Did, did you get him a cup of cold water? Did you let him, you know, and he says, no, when you did it for the least of these, my brothers. Now, uh, uh, maybe uh, Peter's standing up in the back like, I did that once. That's right. <laughs> Peter, maybe. So so there is this, no, when you did it for the least of these, my brothers, you you did it for me. Mm. Now, as I look at that text, there's there's a couple different. Uh, interpretations of that. It seems like the better one is that that where they did it for the followers of Jesus mm. that were being marginalized in their society. What I love, though, about this, and I don't think it can be ignored, is that Jesus is looking at the righteous and saying, you did it for them. Yeah. You, you fed the hungry. Yep. You gave water to the thirsty. You clothed the naked. You visited the prisoners. And in so doing for them, you were doing it for me. And and I just I, I think that the, the lesson there is that the righteous are poised yeah. to act when they see injustice or when they see someone in need. Yeah. Put it that way. When they just when they see someone in need. In their society, I hope it's our default to say how can how can we help? Yeah, how can we respond to that? Yeah, I you know in reading that passage again and talking that through uh, in the last day or so with you, it's interesting that the righteous ask or the unrighteous ask the same question. That's what stands out yeah. to me is when the righteous say. Lord, when did we see you hungry and when did we see you thirsty? And then the unrighteous say. When did we see you hungry? And when do we? And I, I think the thing that strikes me about that is that, as you mentioned, the word default, like for the righteous in this passage, it was they just did it. It was an mm-hmm. outflow of who they were. So we talk about, you know, an abiding relationship with Jesus. Yes. We unpacked maybe in a previous episode, yep. like it's just an outflow. As right. Jesus is working in me, I'm just doing the things that Jesus wants me to do, and it's it's an intentional thing for sure, but. We should be, it should be, again, the realization of the kingdom is that the followers of Jesus are living out and doing these things and getting involved uh, with, with the marginalized, the poor and yeah. the marginalized. And we talked a little bit about, you know, you read some of these that there's a list that we have in our 
you know, yeah. core value that maybe isn't an exhaustive list, That's, right? I, I can't imagine that it would right. be. Right. <laughs> you know, there's there's no limit to the darkness in our culture. Right. But and, the, and how it impacts different people. Yeah. Yeah. And so your the posture you talk about on the balls of your feet being poised and ready to go, I really like that. That's a good image for me mm-hmm. to, to wrap my mind around. As an athlete, right? Yeah, for sure. You know, staying away from that defensive posture. I was a goalie. Yeah. So I'm naturally there's a defender in me. Yeah. But I couldn't play it on my heels. Yeah. You always got to be ready. Yep. Yeah. Always got to be ready. I, I want to bring us back. There's two two thoughts that I want to bring together here that as I ponder this, uh, that I think about. So back to the first statement that we've revisited a couple times, that we must not only seek the salvation of our fellow human beings, but show genuine concern for their total well-being. So that thought, and I, I go back to even the title of this podcast for the neighborhoods mm-hmm. and the nations. And I think that at least, again, I always go back to my experience because I don't want to push this on anybody else. But my experience is in the churches that I've served and churches where I've worshipped, it seems easier to be concerned about the nations than it is for the neighborhoods. That we, it's easier to get involved in missions, long term or short term. I'm, I'm speaking specifically in my experience, short term missions, because it's the needs obvious. It's out there. It's so different than us. But then we can come back home, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and it's harder to get involved in to demonstrate social concern. In my experience, locally in my neighborhood. So I just wanted to voice that, and I, I think that. You know, that's some of my experience again, right? Mm-hmm. And I go back to the passage in the, the Good Samaritan story. Mm-hmm. That's where my brain goes when I yeah. think through this a little bit. And is, that's a challenging story. It is a very, very challenging story. And so I don't know that we'll do it justice right now, but I think the thing that I come back to is the question Jesus was asked is, well, who's my neighbor then? Love, love my neighbor as myself, like, but who's my neighbor? And Jesus brings together this idea that, you know, the Samaritan was the hero in the story that's cared for this guy that's been beaten and broken. He cares for him and he takes him to the inn and he pays and his bills. He's an unlikely hero he's, and probably in some ways an unwanted hero. Absolutely. Absolutely. But it brings together this, it was of a different nation, but he mm-hmm. was a neighbor and it's messy. That's the thing that stands out to me Yeah, is that getting involved and demonstrating social concern locally is difficult to do because it's people that I live with, people that I engage with on a regular basis. And that can be more difficult than going somewhere else for a time and coming back and just living my life normally. Yeah. I I hear what you're saying. And I've reflected on that as well as, as, as a neighbor, as a pastor, you know, over the years and, and, and as one who, who wanted people from our church to go on short-term missions and those things. And, yeah, and to be clear, I don't, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. There, there isn't, it changed but, my heart and my life. Yeah, um, but, but what I've wondered, though, is what, what is that characteristic, right? That, that, I, can, that I, can, I can do that and enjoy that somewhere else, but it's harder to do with the person next door or down the street. And I think part of that is we know their history. Yeah. We, we either know where they're responsible or irresponsible. We either know where we've we've butted heads before or we didn't. And mm-hmm. so I think, you know, that that always is a realistic factor that we have to yeah. wrestle through and, and leave with the Lord to say, Lord, what is in the way of me? Yeah. What is in the way of us, uh, of me being able to do something good for my neighbor? If I'm identifying my neighbor, in this case, as my actual neighbor, right. who might 
might have decided to put up, you know, a fence and paint it pink. Yeah. You know, you know, as an irritant. That would bother know. you? I, no, I'd be fine with it. Um, I'd prefer it to be orange and black. But that, that's different. But but that is a real that is a real challenge, I think, for yeah. for us. We we just aren't sure how to how to always take our bias out or our yeah. hurt or our whatever. That when a real need shows up, that we're able to respond to that. I guess that'd be just my my thoughts on that. Brian. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. But definitely what I would say is if you think about the nations and the neighborhoods, I would go back. I mean, I think that's I'm I feel very confident in saying that's what would have driven us to the various mission fields where we are today. Right on. Is that we want to see the kingdom of God built and flourished. And we didn't do it all by ourselves. We would mm. have we would have partnered with other other like-minded believers of other right. denominations that are in that same area, but the Lord moved us in that direction, and and so we would go, and we had a heart for those people, and and not just a heart for their salvation, but a genuine concern for their whole well-being. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you look at some of our our missions, you know, outreaches, they they had ministry tied to them, whether it was clean water or whether it was a hospital. Or you know, or an education, yeah. uh, or uh, teaching English. These are ways to benefit the whole person. When I think about this, this genuine concern for the total well-being, it really, to me, fits the biblical word of shalom, mm. the Jewish, the Hebrew word shalom, where it it's talking about peace. Yeah, and and we're not talking about a a peace that's like a freedom of anxiety. We're talking about a peace that's the, that's wanting and wishing the whole person mm. to be at peace and in harmony and in balance, you know, uh, with the Lord yeah. and, and with others as well. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's a drive. So how do we do that? Like, what's an action step that comes to mind that, like, how do we live this out? Well, I think, you know, as, as I reflect on that a little bit, where, where do I, where do I put my, how do I get myself into the place where I'm able to see a need? Mm. And and draw some empathy. Yeah, that then would compel me. And and uh, you know, I think if you if you look at a newspaper, or you listen to a newscast, you're likely going to find that your heart's going to break today about something. Mm-hmm. And and depending on what it is, or what your emotional or mental or or spiritual state is, you're you're probably going to have a reaction to that. Mm-hmm. And what is the reaction to that? Is the reaction anger? Is the reaction tears? Is the reaction going to be you know a tilt to the balls of your feet? Now I'm I'm ready to take action. Yeah. Is it is it and maybe that action is prayer. Maybe that action is to find out in your community who's already doing something to help meet that need and how can I be a part of it? How can I be a part of donating something? How can I be part of of being on their board? Maybe how do I help? Uh, in a tangible way, yeah. If it's a if 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 hunger in my community brings me to tears, how how do I help support those groups that are feeding the hungry in my community? And so I think I think it's just you know find that find that spark. Listen to the news, read the newspaper, mm-hmm. talk to community officials, find out where the darkness is encroaching the most. 
that brings you concern and and see how see what's already happening and see what you can do to help and if if there's nothing happening perhaps that is the holy spirit inviting you in yeah. to uh, as a point of light to to break that darkness up yeah Brian, also, I guess I'll ask you the question. Yeah. What, what have you seen as a as a uh, an action step that helps you become more centered into the idea of demonstrating social concern? Yeah, I. So for me, I will say that it's easy to look at issues, right? And I, you were as you talked about this list, we talked about persons who and people who, and that framing it that way helps me see people. And not issues. Right. So you got and, persons who are in prison. Right. Persons who are disabled. Persons who are who have immigrated to the country. Persons yeah. who are orphans or, or yeah. yeah. So to me, now it's about people. It's not about issues. And so as I think about that. Ooh, good distinction. One of the things that has really helped me pay attention to the issue and get involved in whatever the issue is, is getting to know a person and expanding my relational network outside of the people that I see every day, but stepping outside of that and getting maybe a little uncomfortable and having some uncomfortable conversations. You know, there was a lot of that in 2020. Yeah. Uh, because no doubt. there were a lot of issues that bubbled to the surface. And I just really, I was careful who I engaged with, but really approached relationships with people that I thought, I want to understand, and they mm-hmm. want to understand me and where we're coming from. And so we just dive, we dove deep into some relationship and some conversation around issues that help me understand better right. and help me engage better. So for me, it's about people. Okay. It's, a, it's about expanding that relational network, getting to know people that now it's not, again, it's not an issue that somebody else has. It's a concern that I have for my friend. Yeah. Yeah. So when we think about nations and neighborhoods mm-hmm. again, right, the, our, our default thinking often is that we go somewhere. Right. But the reality is, and, and missiologists are pointing this out, mm-hmm. the world's coming to us. Yeah. And it's we're, we're becoming much more diverse. And so whether it's refugees or asylum seekers or immigrants, they're, they're – these individuals are are coming into our communities, yep. and and so I think you know re- expanding your relational network is an important part of that. Is where is there an immigrant family near you? Who is reaching out to them? Who's helping them? Who's helping them feel at home? Yeah, I, I know that our um, members of our UB Global team uh, were integral in helping an Afghan family relocate here in Huntington. Yeah. And to the point where, you know, one of our UB families uh, had bought a home in Huntington and set it up as a rental and made it available for this family. And yeah. others had contributed furniture and, and things yeah. for the home. And another person helped in securing a job. It's, but it also, to be fair, it's, it's, it's a messy investment. Yeah, no one said it's energy. easy. No. no one said it's easy, and it's clean. It's, it's right. it can be very messy. And so this idea, I love this idea of expanding your network. I, I know in in 2020 when the racial tensions of that year flared up, mm-hmm. and there was the uh, the the death of George Floyd. Yeah, I remember uh, just feeling drawn to call a, a friend of mine. Yeah, in Harrisburg, who I. You know, I love dearly, mm-hmm. and and uh, I just wanted to know how he was doing as as an African American father, 
mm-hmm. as an individual and an African American father whose sons are my son's best friends. Yeah. And I wanted to know how how are you doing with this? What is the impact? Uh, I called I called a few of our pastors and and had a Zoom conference with them and and what I found in 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 those interactions was an importance to just listen mm-hmm. and to be able to lament and to learn from them. Right. And uh, so I'm I'm forever grateful to be able to expand to have a network that was already expanded yeah. and then to be able to learn from that network. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. So don't wait. <laughs> until something happens right. to expand that network when you when you're intentional now and yeah. things do happen inevitably inevitably happen and issues bubble to the surface you have people to to go to and talk to and ask questions of and likewise they come to you and there's things that come up too right um i want to circle back just briefly and we'll maybe end here when i come back to the the short term missions conversations that i talked about i just remember i've been on I've been overseas, I've been to other countries, and and again, that has changed who I am because of uh, a, a step of faithfulness to go. But I will just say, like, I was terrified the first time, the first trip I went on, where we didn't have a work project. Mm-hmm. Like, it's easy to work and fix a problem, right? Fix an issue. When there was no work to do, and we were just spending time with people in the community that spoke a different language right. than us, terrified me. But coming out of that, those have been my most memorable moments on these trips because of the relationship. Mm-hmm. It's now I know people. I'm not fixing something or feel like I'm fixing something. I know people who live there who who are affected by whatever it is that we went to mm-hmm. you know, engage with. Yeah. Um, and so, again, I think for me, it's all about relationships. Yeah. I, I love that you made that distinction between issues and, and individuals. Mm-hmm. Uh, with issues, you try to fix them. With yeah. individuals, you want to help them. Yeah. And so thank you for making that distinction. Not to say that issues don't need to be fixed. Right. But typically issues are, are getting fixed at legal levels or political levels or other levels that take a lot of time. And while we pray for that, where it doesn't line up with the kingdom of God, yeah. we don't wait we don't wait for that to get fixed to help an individual. Right. And uh, so I love the idea that Christians are on the balls of their feet and that the righteous are really identified as individuals whose default is to help those uh, who are hungry, thirsty, poor, whatever. However, sin and sickness and society has fallen on them. I, I love that the, that's our posture to demonstrate social concern. Yep. Agree 100%. Love that we can be a part of a denomination that values that and is on the balls of our feet ready to take action. Uh, Brian, maybe the last thing I would say here is, again, understand our core values in many, many ways because society is changing. The core values are aspirational. Right. We aspire to these things. So, Lord, help us understand Amen. How we are to aspire to fulfill uh, this core value in our time. Amen. Under the leadership and inspiration of the Holy Spirit who lives inside. Amen. Well, this has been a great conversation as they all have been. Join us next week as we jump into the next core value of preserving our Christian witness. Looking forward to it.